Hey, welcome back to Mon Men. I am Yanata Blue, here once again with... Michael Darling, and just me. Yeah, this time this is going to be a uh, interlude brief episode as we take a look back on Gen 1 kind of as a uh, sum total of all 151 Pokemon and what that collective kind of means, and take a look forward to what's coming up in Gen 2. So I'm going to turn it over to my stalwart co-host at this point. Yeah, um, just, yeah, we're through season one, which, we're through gen one, rather, uh, and yeah, uh, it's been a fun ride so far, I think, I don't know how you guys in Radio Land feel about it, hopefully you like us, uh, but, yeah, uh, gen one, I think, is the most boring of the generations, because it's just, like, they were just getting started, they didn't exactly figure out what they were doing in terms of weird stuff yet, so, yeah, Blue, what are your thoughts on the first gen? I mean, I definitely agree with you on the whole gen one being relatively boring, because I think they had... A concept in terms of like a world mechanic of here are these creatures with elemental powers and they're going to be animals ish um or are they monsters truly and i think that gen 2 is where we really start to see them commit to this being like a take on a world's biology rather than some kind of like supernatural quasi super heavy fantasy thing yeah well, um, I, mean, I think they dig a little bit deeper in and find a better sense of identity in gen 2 anyway yeah there's more balance in terms of the supernatural versus natural mm -hmm. mm. yeah yeah this is the last one we're recording before sword and shield drop by the way which is very interesting that we are kind of timing it perfectly with the drop of a new generation that we won't get to for a couple years <laughs> Yeah, and that being said, you know, looking ahead to Gen 2, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We do get some feedback from listeners here and there on various platforms, uh, obviously on the Mon Men Twitter. That's what it's there for, at Mon Men Pod. Um, one thing I would like to do is if you have topics or questions you'd like us to address on the show, even if it doesn't pertain to the Pokemon of the week, if you want us to kind of double back on a Pokemon paradox or a, you know, query of some kind or a quagmire of some kind feel free to pose it to us you know we'd love to include listener mail as a uh, section on the show moving forward oh god yeah um, so you can contact us for that through the monmen twitter account or if it's easier for you that way you can always e email us at monmenpod at gmail.com whichever you prefer or you can find us on facebook uh, the monmen pokemon podcast also has its own facebook page I have a bit of a gift for Baloo, and we're also going to play a game. The gift is I picked up at Party City a pack of 20 Pokemon cards. Oh, well, it golly. says 20 cards and one foil card inside. Ooh. So he does not know what these are. Neither do I because it's kind of a blind box. So let's open it up. And Baloo, I want your honest takes on any of the Pokemon that happen to be in there that you might not recognize. Okay. Because I don't know when these cards are from. I don't know who's going to be in this box. And to remind listeners, since I haven't really brought this up since what I like to refer to as the dark days of the Pokemon podcast, <laughs> a.k.a. episode one, my experience with Pokemon mainly goes up through the first three-ish generations, um, takes a long break after that, <laughs> and I've just started trying to get back into it, and this podcast is going to be a learning experience for me as well as you. You teach me and I teach you. <laughs> Now, do we want to deal these out, maybe, okay. like, war yeah. style, like, one by one? Oh, well, I was just, yeah, let's take it one at a time. So, first, it's a Pikachu. Top one is a Pikachu. Okay, and it's also, you know, bringing it back to something that we discussed on the Pikachu episode in this generation, it is a chonkier design of a Pikachu, yeah. too. And this is a little chubby boy, and he's so happy to be looking at a flower, by the way. <laughs> um, it's great. It has a tail whap move and a spark move. It's tail wrap? Tail whap. Oh, whap. Huh. Whap. 
Wow, tail whap. Sounds like someone with a lisp wrote that card. All right, so that makes me the Ash Ketchum of the two of us, unless what do you get? Oh, I get a Curlia. Uh, uh, this Pokemon was introduced in Gen 3. It's a Psychic and Fairy type. Blue, your thoughts on it? So I like the look of this. So it's a Psychic and Fairy type, you said? Yeah. Wow, that's a really cool combination. I would have thought there would have been some grass in there just looking at the design With of just it. the green? Yeah, the green kind of like leaf. It just has a very leafy top look, and it just has, you know, with the sort of delicacy of it, like a bit of a flower yeah. dance type of thing. So Well, it's got kind of a ballerina look. Like, this image that we've got here doesn't really do it the best, but it has kind of a tutu thing going on. Usually it's depicted as standing on point. Yeah. yeah, it's currently like in the picture on the card that we're looking at has it knelt in prayer. I didn't really think about the fact that we'd be describing images on this bit. And here we have Machop. Oh, who, that's a classic Machop. And this is, again, this is the paunchy Machop. This is the Machop that looks a little bit more orangutanish just based on the proportions. <laughs> um, or maybe it's the intended artistic perspective. Yeah. But, uh, well, this is a modern version of the classic Machop card from the original base set where it's holding up a boulder over its head, which, when we talk about Machop and how it likes to toss people for fun, like, that's the immediate image I thought of. Yep, and the one thing I want to point out that is a little bit of an interesting question is, why is he blushing a little bit to be... <laughs> is he, like, bashful about this? Like, aw, <laughs> I don't know if I should. Uh, it's false modesty, like, broken eye. All right, so Michael Darling, second card, you got a Wormpole friend. Oh, I like that. I keep getting Gen 3 somehow, and you keep getting Gen 1. Yeah, Wormpole is a cute little, you know, caterpillar worm thing. It evolves into two different Kakuni Pokemon. It's kind of like, what if Krabby and Weedle were the same Pokemon? Huh. Not Krabby, sorry, uh, Caterpie and Weedle. Krabby and Weedle, now there would be a weird-ass combination. Yeah, I was about to say. I was yeah. like, I'm wondering how that's actually going to work. <laughs> um, Kill me. So it's kind of like a semi-aggressive of the two, and what, like, what is it? Uh, what is its final bug evolution? Well, there's two. It can either be because it evolves into two different cocoons, and then it can evolve into either a kind of butterfly or a kind of moth, because uh, it evolves into. As I said, folks, we're doing this blind, so we didn't really have time to prep because we didn't know what we'd be opening up. Uh, so it's either going to turn into Beautifly, which is bug slash flying, mm -hmm. or into Dustox, which is bug slash poison. So yeah, oh. so basically a classic butterfly or a moth. And that was something that we kind of uh, that we did kind of touch on when we brought up Venonat into Venomoth was the fact that I thought it was kind of weird that you know they didn't just go for a triad of bug cocoon mm -hmm. three stage evolutions in Gen One because was right there. Um, and it just would have made a whole lot more sense for that transition. Yeah. Um, but okay, All so right. my number three pick. Oh, I got a Dunsparce, so I finally broke out of Gen 1. Oh, Gen 2. We'll be getting to this one pretty soon. Dunsparce. Oh, God. Can't wait to talk about this one. It's so stupid. I mean, this one, what does it evolve into again? Nothing. Oh, it just stays it like stays that? It stays a Dunsparce. Okay. Well, this will be fun. <laughs> All right, darling, your third pick. <laughs> your third benchman. Oh. Oh, Spiro. So this is another Pokemon we discussed early on in the days, of course. Uh, the dark days of the podcast. Yeah, this is one of those Route 1 weirdos. Yeah, I mean, talking about how rare it is that I do really like a Pokemon, this may surprise some listeners that I'm a big fan of Spearow. I just think the design is really cool. Really great attitude. Just accomplishes what they clearly set out to do in terms of making just an ornery-looking bird. Yeah, that's the thing. The design's great, but it's just... 
it's just there. It just yeah sits there. It's one of those. I'm compiling the list right now, but it's one of those Pokemon that they've never revisited this mm-hmm. Pokemon line. Maybe it's perfect as is. Maybe it's just like you know why bother. So what you got next, Blue? Um, I got Ralt. Oh, okay. So Ralt evolves into Curlia. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think the Ralt depicted in this has an interesting kind of look to it. It's, and again, I still think the plant look is there because it has now kind of like a mushroom cap. Like yeah, the green. it's a very odd family. I can't wait to get to Gen three to talk about these guys. But then again, maybe it's just playing on like forest fairy type of thing. Yeah. Well, um, although when it was introduced, it was just straight psychic. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, the Ralts is weird because it looks like it's wearing a little green hat. And it's got, like, cute little ridge on it, too. Yeah. And it just looks so bewildered and full of wonder. So I have Ninkata. Ninkata is a cicada that is also kind of ninji. Uh, this is also from Gen 3. I'm going to have a lot of fun when we get to this because one of its evolutions, it has a very fun evolution method in that if you evolve it with a empty slot in your party as well as a free Pokeball, you will get two Pokemon. You'll get its evolved form, uh, which I'm pulling up the name of right now. Uh, yeah, it'll get its evolved form, Ninjask, as well as another Pokemon, Shed Ninja, or sorry, Sedinja, which is a ghost and bug type that is basically the shell of the Cicada. So can't wait to talk about that when we get to there. I mean, I will say this for the picture of it, is that it's just a little, unlike all these other pictures that have a little (laughs) bit more dimensionality to them, this just looks like an MS Paint drawing of, like, the happiest little bug that is just (laughs) doing his best. He is just doing his best. And he hopes you are, too. And now here is one guy that I've always kind of, I've had very weird feelings about not to. Oh. Because... I get what they're going for there. It's like a very cool kind of like take on like a quasi like Aztec kind of like yeah Mesoamerican. Yeah, is what I've always picked very up Mesoamerican type of design. But at the same time, does it fit with the Pokemon's generational debut? Did they set a well, generation in like Latin America? No, or because South the America? first four generations were all basically Japan. Uh, but what is interesting about Natu is that it's found in these ruins. Uh, we'll be getting to this one soon, so bit of a preview here. Uh, you find it near these ruins, which kind of fit into the temple-y um, ancient uh, imagery thing that is going on with Natu and Zatu, its evolved form. All right, let's see, fill yours out. Oh, hey. Oh, that's a good Arbok. That's a good-looking Arbok. Yeah, uh, not much to say about Arbok, other than Blue didn't realize until this very year that Ekans and Arbok were Snake and Cobra backwards. You teach me, I teach you. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Mm. All right, my number six, I got Totodile, who will we, who we will be discussing very soon. Yeah, literally in our next episode, we've got the starters to talk about. All right. So not going to bother with him right now. Oh, Toracat. Okay, now we're finally into a later generation. Uh, this is the evolved form of the fire starter in Gen 7 in Sun and Moon. Uh, it's a kitty with a little fire bell around its neck. Don't have much more to say for now. I mean, wasn't this 
like one of the first times that people had finally gotten the cat starter and everybody was super excited when this finally happened or had we already gotten that cat starter? Uh, cat starter, no. This is the first time. Because there's been the fan speculation, which I don't really buy into, that the fire starters line up with the Chinese Zodiac in one way or another. Mm. Uh, which isn't exactly true because... like I think that held true up to a point. Well, not quite because... Uh, Cyndaquil is supposed to be the mouse, but it's not really... A yeah. mouse, or well, it's supposed to be the rat. Uh, it is called a fire mouse Pokemon, but yeah, still, that's kind of shaky. Uh, and then, uh, by the time you get to Gen Six, that starter is a fox, which people are like, "Oh, well, that's supposed to be the dog." It's like, that's a stretch. <clears throat> well, while we're on the subject of starters and feelings about them, I mean, we're still a ways off from being able to discuss them in in proper order. But did you see the Pokemon leak? That happened? Uh, yeah, I think let's, uh, you know, I don't know how our fans feel about it, but I'm intrigued by what we've seen of this potential leak. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm going to say right now. Yeah, at least we'll as get... far as the starter evolutions, I'm sticking with my usual pick based on what I saw, which, which is, is I'm going with my fire type. Okay, interesting. Uh, interesting. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of it. Like, okay. I think even the evolution makes me excited for all it. All right. Too. So, all right, so I got, wow, I've never seen these guys before. A. <laughs> Plusle? Oh, okay. So Plusle, and that's the red one, uh, and Minun is the blue one. Those two are basically the Gen 3 Pikachu equivalent, because as we'll discuss soon, every generation has basically a Pikachu clone, Hmm. like a cute little electric rodent. Uh, So these two were Gen 3's equivalent. As you can see, very Pika-y. So... Let me just jump on one detail you said there. There is an ele- there is an electric rodent in every generation. Yeah. Not just a different mouse. Because I was expecting there to be... I know Meryl is coming up in Gen 2. So I was thinking that um, there would be a different element of mouse for each generation. So you uh, get a water mouse, a rock... We already have a I rock like, mouse. <laughs> I like where your head's at, but not so much. We don't really have that as a consistent pattern. But because electric I was hoping, rodents have been consistent across the generations. I was hoping that sometime within seven generations or so, we could look forward to seeing a dragon mouse. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that would be different. I love it. Sir, you got something very scary looking. Oh, Zorua. Okay, so this one's actually a little cutie. Uh, This is a cute little evil fox uh, that grows into a big, mean evil fox. Hey. Uh, And it has a great ability where it can... uh, You throw it out in battle, and it takes the appearance of one of your other Pokemon. So your opponent is confusing, like, oh, well... This is a, say, a Bulbasaur. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to use fire-type moves. And then the fire-type moves aren't effective, and they're very confused until eventually Zorua shows its true form, and they're like, oh, shit, it's that dark fox. I mean, we've talked about it at length already, so whenever we get there, we won't double back on it. I highly recommend you go back and listen to the episode in which we discuss Ninetales, because we discussed the importance of fox mythology in Japanese folklore, um, quite extensively in that episode. Um, it was a lot of fun. Check it out. But for my next pick on my bench, you know what? I got to say, since the first episode of this podcast, hey. the Bulbasaur line has finally grown on me um, for whatever reason. At least, well, not the entire line. Bulbasaur and Ivysaur. And you got an Ivysaur there. Yeah, I still think Venusaur is gross looking. <laughs> but in the best way, I think. 
in like a very like all right i respect it kind of way you're you you've earned those warts in that like big gross looking tree um but yes i got an ivy sword for my next one so again first episode there it is oh torkoal this is a rock and fire type i believe uh i think gen four uh and yeah it's kind of like a turtle that's got coal as its shell convenient all right (laughs) I got a Lipard. Oh, yeah, that's a mean old dark leopard introduced in Gen 5. I'm a big fan of it. I mean, I I had actually kind of speculated about, you know, wanting something that's a little bit more of like a clear stealth predator. And, you know, speaking to the fact that these creatures, as we move more and more into this, are representing like actual animals in an ecosystem sort of parallel to our own in ways um you know i expected there should have been some kind of a panther like thing and here it Mm -hmm. is well it's a leopard but yeah yeah well panther leopard very similar they're cousins i think in the family tree so next up you got a very cute boy who looks like he came out of a studio ghibli film oh my god you're not kidding this is beazle it's basically a little weasel that's wearing a floaty around its neck yeah, I don't know how other how best to describe how other to describe that, except for he also has a forked tail. Yeah, well, better for propelling itself. And also, it's an automatically unfair thing when like any cat or dog like animal like is willing to sit on their back with their just like hind legs splayed. <laughs> so yeah, well done by the designer there. Good choice. All right, so I just drew. A Tierno, which is just an action. <laughs> you card. got a trainer. You got one of your rivals from uh, Gen 6. So, moving on. I have. Oh, another trainer. The Venusaur Spirit Link, which I don't know what that means and who cares. All right, Blue, and you get the shiny. The, there should be the shiny. Wait, no. Did we already oh, pass shit. by the shiny? No, this is a shiny. This Go is, for it. You got Keldeo. Who is a legend? Like this is a mythical Pokemon. Congratulations. Well, hello. It is a cute little unicorn pony. Uh, in Gen Five, there are three Pokemon known as the Swords of Justice, as the mythos calls them. That are basically like what if the three Musketeers were horses, for want of a better term. Mm-hmm. So this is the D'Artagnan. It's water slash fighting. I thought that Porygon was already the Pokemon designer saying, F you to another franchise. We can just steal your concept, <laughs> and there ain't shit you can do about it. And here they're coming in. What generation is this guy from? Gen 7. I'm sorry, Gen 5. And here they are in Gen 5, throwing up those middle fingers <laughs> at the My Little Pony franchise and just saying, nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, I think it's adorable. It's also got that horn, which it can extend uh, with the right move. In Smash Brothers, it's a pain in the ass if it starts attacking you. Plus, he's got, like, he doesn't have a mane. He has an afro mullet. Yeah, pretty it's much. very cute. Um, I did not realize. I just didn't. It didn't catch the light from the angle. But Keldeo is a very pretty card. Yeah. And it is what type again? Water and fighting. Oh, wow. That's really cool. It is a cult Pokemon, and we all know how I feel about little Sebastian here. <laughs> um, that ponytail episode was probably my favorite thing to do to find the outro music for, because <laughs> if you want to hear Fly Fly little Sebastian, it's just very inspiring. One thousand candles in the wind. So, but with, yeah, so there you go. There are your cards. 
<laughs> so with that, darling, you've been working on the list of Pokemon that don't seem to get revisited or get any kind of recurrent love. Yeah, so uh, we're wrapped up with Gen 1, and over the years, they've come back to these Pokemon in one way or another, whether it's through uh, coming up with a new evolution for them, like we'll see Slowking coming up in the next gen, or... Uh, they'll do an Alolan form, or now a Galarian form, or even a Mega Evolution, or uh, what is it, Gigantamax, or is it Dynamax? I always get these two confused. It's the one where it literally transforms them into a giant thing. Yeah, I think Gigantamax might have been like an early what people were calling it or something well, like that. I think it was always Dynamax. Well, that's the thing. It? There's two things, which is why it's so confusing. There's the one where it's just like, this Pokemon's giant now, like Kaiju-sized. Hmm. Versus, because there's the, you know, Kaiju Pikachu versus the one that turns it into classic fat Pikachu, but also a Kaiju. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, we'll know that soon because we are recording this with just a week left until uh, Sword and Shield drop. I'm going to be so delightfully confused, and I'm just going to basically be a human being playing as one of the dumb trainers with my <laughs> six Sir Duck with sticks. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there have been all of these mechanics, and as Blue mentioned, there have been leaks out, but for the purpose of this, we are not uh, going with the leaks as if they're confirmed. We're just going with what has been officially revealed. So, pre-official reveal of anything in Sword and Shield, uh, there are 53 Pokemon whose families have not been revisited in any way, shape, or hmm. form, which honestly is uh, more than I expected. I would have thought that a lot more of Gen 1 has gotten some love, because that's only 98 up to this moment have had their line revisited at some point. Yeah, I was about to say. I was thinking about that too. I was thinking the number would be somewhere in like at most 20 maybe that haven't been touched of just like relatively boring Pokemon. But no, turns out that the first generation may not be as sacred as we like to think it is. Hmm. Um, at least not in certain ways. But I think that also speaks to like, you know, that sort of fandom and that sort of like sensitivity to how well-received Pokemon, their designs, or their inherent attitudes and spirits might be um, that Nintendo's picked up on because they've kept certain Pokemon alive. Yeah. Like they gave Vulpix the little blessed touch <laughs> of renewal yeah. a few years ago. Giving it the ice-type one. Yeah. Which isn't and so horrible. on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite of the many revisits has to be Alolan Sandshrew. With mm -hmm. its cute little igloo coat. All right, I'm going to take a look at the list here while I yeah. ask you a question. I'll try and so, answer this, too. I put the family lines there, so just... Uh, I think I know the question you're going to ask, but yeah, hit me. Which one of these would you like to see revisited in the Galarian region? And how would you like it revisited? Do you want a Galarian form? Do you want a Dynamax, Giant Max, whatever? This was exactly my same question. I was, Go for it. This is our ultimate Mon Mod. Um... <clears throat> yeah, uh, now I need to see that list again. Sorry, hang on. I yeah. thought you might have already had that prepared, so I'm just <laughs> glancing at the list myself. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm surprised we'll to see out. Dratini's on this list. Yeah, and... I know, right? You would think that there would be a, a like Mega Dragonair, or sorry, Mega Dragonite. 20 mm. years, I'm still making that mistake. Yeah, I'm... Wow. And you know what the funny thing is? Is like looking at this list, I don't have an easy answer, but... Mm. Um, I, I think you go for it. You know, I feel like Lapras is something that maybe should have gotten a baby or should have gotten a mega evolved form, something. Um, interestingly, like several of these were supposed to get baby forms in mm -hmm. Gen 2, but they were like, no, let's not do so many babies. We'll only do seven. 
because uh, like there was supposed to be a baby Growlithe, which mm-hmm. adorable. A baby Vulpix, I think, also baby Meowth. There was a Doduo baby that would have been two heads in a nest. Um, yeah, like, I think the one I'd like to see is trying to find a new thing to do with the Voltorb line, <laughs> just because. You know, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm not good at that. But yeah, it's just such a stupid on-the-nose design that I kind of want to see how they could make a change. Yeah, I mean... I... Ekans, though, is the one I'm most surprised about. You'd think that would be one they'd exactly. find a way to do new stuff with. Especially after its popularity and like just remaining beloved because of its role in the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'm tempted to repeat what I said literally last episode with Dratini and wanting them to give it another dragon form and make it like a wyvern form. Like, have it look a little bit more like you know, Arthurian sky dragons or whatever, like classic English folklore. Um, But since I said that last episode, I'm instead going to go with the Mankey line Mm. and say that I'd actually kind of like to see a third evolution for Primate. Um, You know, I actually like him a whole lot now after our discussion about him way back when. Uh, And the head trauma special? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily want like a Galarian variant of him, but... I'm trying to think what a Galarian variant of a prime maybe it'd be like a strongman boxer like an old timey like fighting ray mulligan where like <laughs> if it evol- if you evolve a mankey in galar it instead rather than being just like a random berserker boxer it gets a mustache like an old timey handlebar mustache oh God. and it holds its dukes like an old timey like, monkey fist. with a mustache yes <laughs> i think that would be fantastic yeah. so that's what i want and he wears a top hat he wears a top hat askew <laughs> oh there's a leak we have to talk about off air <laughs> it's not all i say is it's not top hat mankey but it's close oh man yeah all right, I'm really happy about this. I think I love the fact that I apparently, finally, with one of my stupid things, may have just hit a nail on the head. Uh, um, I'm still waiting for for a peacock Pokemon. I'm still holding out hope. Yeah, that seems obvious. Like I feel like Ho Ho seemed like it was supposed to be a peacock initially when we saw it in mm-hmm. the first episode of the anime, but then they went just with more classical kind of you know, Aztec sunbird. Yeah, they definitely made it a whole lot more like hunter hawk type thing hmm. but okay yeah all things to look forward to um right. mr darling what other thoughts do you have on the upcoming generation uh, for us? well let's see i talked a little about the babies which i think are going to be interesting because like they're a very odd concept they're mostly there to show off the breeding mechanic but they don't really do anything for the actual pokemon lineup mm-hmm. i think they're just neat and they're a fun way to be like hey what if we made Pikachu cuter? <laughs> I think I mean, Ellie Kid though is a great design. We'll get to that soon enough. But yeah. Um, also, we got the introduction, the introduction of both the Steel and the Dark type for real. So, mm-hmm. so we're getting those two new types, which you know I just think are super cool. Um, the breeding mechanic is. I mean, we're going to talk about that mechanic and how it was introduced in a really weird way in terms of, like, the marriage of the game and the show, or at least the weird union between game and show, Mm. um, in Togepi in particular. Yeah. Because that just was a confusing mess of how they introduced (laughs) that Pokemon's lore in terms of the show versus what it actually turns out it is. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah. But that's a little ways off, but yeah. not as far off as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, we've also got other cross-gen evolution methods. Like, uh, I love that whenever they introduce a new Pokemon that is an evolution of a previous existing one, uh, they come up with some excuse like, oh, well, it's because of this new stone that wasn't in the previous game. Or it's this other new mechanic. Or you have to have it hold this item. So that's going to be fun. I like... I think it's a fun, organic way to make sense as to why you couldn't get it before. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that very soon. I think uh, one of our first hold, uh, first item evolutions is in the first couple episodes we'll be doing with Gen 2. That's it in terms of how it relates to where we are now. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else worth mentioning about what's coming up in Johto. Blue, you got anything? Nope. I'm just excited to get going, but... You know, I think we can cut this one a little bit short today as the interlude episode. Hmm. So thank you so much for being here for the journey with us. If you've already been listening, uh, thank you so much for continuing on the upcoming journey with us as we move into Gen 2. Um, As always, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Please feel free to recommend us, uh, pass us on to your friends, or just uh, rate us in whatever your preferred platform of listening to us is. But that being said, I am Yanata Blue. And I'm Michael Darling. Thanks for being here.